Hello and welcome to What's the Story Ghost? I'm your host Annette. And I'm Stephen. And today we are on episode 94. Out the door. No, I'm really upset now because last week's episode just started off as the two of us absolutely peeing ourselves laughing and I left it in and it was funny and now we sound really boring. We can't be cool every week. No, we can't. It's exhausting. Uh, Stephen, have you been down the road? Yeah, I'll put a few <laughs> So today we are going to do the Curse of Duckett's Grove. This, right, he will fight me on this, but this is also another one of our friend Stephen's recommendations. But he doesn't remember telling me about it. But I, I wouldn't, I don't know how I would have known it otherwise. So it is one of his recommendations, despite the fact that he doesn't remember recommending it. Well, then he can't take the credit. I'll give it to him anyway. He's given me enough stories. <laughs> we crack on. Please do. The Irish are known for many things, for their hospitality, their love of Guinness, their Irish mammies. But one trait you might not have known about is our ability to strike fear in the hearts of those who have wronged us with a curse. I mean, I'm all for diplomacy, but sometimes a good old curse upon your family is just the only way. I'm kidding, but here are some examples. May the cat eat you and may the devil eat the cat. May you find bees, but not the honey. May you be afflicted with the itch but have no nails to scratch. May you get the runs on your wedding night. May you die without a priest in a town with no clergy. May your obituary be written in weasel's piss. I love these. These are only a few examples, but I love how specific they are. Much like the curse I want to discuss today. Duckett's Grove was originally built in 1745 as a two-storey Georgian-style country house for the Duckett family. In 1830, John Dawson Duckett requested that the house be redesigned and additional turrets, arches and ornaments were added. The estate used to cover an area of 12,000 acres but has since been reduced to 5,000 acres. The Duckett's family lineage can be traced back to William the Conqueror and King Edward I. In the 17th century, George Duckett decided to leave England for Ireland. The last member of the Duckett family to reside in the manor house was William Dawson Duckett, who passed away in 1809. After his second wife Maria moved to Dublin in 1916, the house was abandoned. The home has a fabulous history. I'll include the links to the webpage. But there were a series of things that went wrong for the family, or for those who resided in the home, right up until the day it was destroyed by a fire, April 19, 1933. The legend goes that William Duckett had a very young mistress. Sadly, the young girl was killed in a riding accident on the estate. So to no mother's surprise, really, her grief-stricken mother cursed not only the family, but also the manor house. She called upon a banshee to cast a Pishog. Pishogs are a type of curse that are believed to have the power to harm an individual. It's believed that the mere intention of wanting to cause harm is enough to make the curse come true. Although a catalyst such as a voodoo doll is often used, it is not believed to have the power itself. Instead, it's intended to be seen by the victim to strike the fear into their very soul. The power of Pishogs lies in causing terror. This was the curse to bring death, despair and financial ruin to Duckett's Grove. 
The legend mentions of a woman who heard the cry of the banshee and immediately died on the grounds of the estate. Seemingly a gardener also heard the cry and the following morning found his mother dead. But the banshee is not the only entity that resides at Ducats Grove. During the year 2011, the American paranormal TV show Destination Truth visited Ducats Grove. On St. Patrick's Day, the crew captured on tape some inexplicable phenomena. They witnessed strange figures and light anomalies and heard heavy and hollow sounds emanating from the manor. However, Destination Truth was not the only one to report such occurrences. Others also claimed to have seen shadowy figures, floating lights and orbs, and heard loud bangs coming from the house. Some even reported seeing full-body apparitions, believed to be the spirits of the deceased Duckett family members. William Duckett's ghost has been seen riding his horse on the estate before vanishing into thin air. And there were also claims of people having witnessed an entire phantom fox hunting party ready for action. The remains of Duckett's Grove were acquired by Carlow County Council in 2005. They refurbished the gardens as well as the walled gardens, which are open to the public today. Even though the manor itself is not accessible, you can walk around the outside and have a peek in. Plus, there's a tea house in the courtyard where you can sit and relax, and for a brief moment contemplate what it was once like to be a family so wealthy and owned so much land it stretched across five counties. Bearing in mind, the Republic of Ireland is made up of 26 counties, so in tiny Ireland terms, that's huge. But what is it all worth when the wealth you've accumulated, marrying other wealthy families and expanding a beautiful manor, and no one is left to enjoy it? So was it a curse, or just the downfall of time? Here are some curses we've already covered on the podcast. Like the curse of Tutankhamun's tomb, which allegedly brought death and misfortune to those who disturbed the resting place of the Egyptian pharaoh. Or the curse of Little Bastard, which was the nickname of James Dean's car, that was involved in a fatal crash and several other accidents afterwards. Or one we haven't covered, but I would love to do a deep dive into, the curse of the 27 Club. This follows the phenomenon of famous musicians who have died at the age of 27. But the question I suppose we should take away from this episode is at what point do we stop assuming we are just having a really, really bad day, week or year and accept the fact that we may very well be cursed? What you think of that story? That was cool. It was yeah. interesting. And because of the fact that you allowed me to drive past it. <laughs> no, we went past it. The kids were asleep, so we couldn't get out and have a look around. We, we were nap trapped, and I figured, right, let's go up and have a look because I drove, and only for that it's a back road or it's it's a really quiet road, I was actually able to kind of like snail along. Mm. So when we went up again, I was delighted that I was the one that was driving because you got to really see it. Mm. And as you're turning around, the building just keeps going and going and going. It's absolutely stunning. But it looks hella haunted. Um, yeah, it looks creepy. And you can you can just see it's it's such a shame that it's fallen into such disrepair. Like the walls themselves are still perfectly fine. Oh, no, well, you know, no, fine. no, maybe not perfectly fine. There's a reason you're not allowed to walk around. <laughs> you can't get inside. You can get on the grounds and you can walk up and you can literally touch the walls. Um, so you get to really get that in-depth feeling of being part of history, but there's no windows there's no glasses nothing so you can actually see in and 
like most buildings when you look at the bare bones of it you can see where the different floors used to be you could maybe i haven't gone up yet because as much as i've drove past it loads of times because i get nap trapped a lot um i haven't had the guts to get out and go and have tea in the courtyard which sucks because i'd love to go in but i imagine you'd be able to see stuff like the outline of where the staircase used to be or if it was in the middle of the house but i have this thing in my head where i think that a house that has turrets or battlements immediately gets the title of castle. So that, how this place is not a castle and it was just, oh, it was a grand house. And I'm like, oh my God, excuse me. I don't have money. I don't speak your language. His house is huge. We should put some cardboard turrets in our house and call it a castle. <laughs> I don't know if you're serious. I don't know. I'd have to get real material. The cardboard would probably sag up. I'm not even too keen on putting Christmas lights up on the... The, the fascia, fascia or soffit. Mm-hmm. One Maybe is, them. I don't remember which one's which, but I, one is the one that hangs down and one is the one that points out. Stalic points and stalic tights. <laughs> um, yeah, but I just thought it was a really cool story. Um, and the fact that we live close enough to it, it is it is a bit of a drive out. It's on the way to, I think we went to Carlo's. As you just come off the exit or off the motorway for Carlo, there's a left-hand turn date. And it's, it's, not so much when we come at it from that side, but when we came at it from the other side, remember I said to you that we're, we're here and you were like, we're not here. And I was like, this is the entrance. This is their... Oh, there was big gates at the front. Oh my of... God, huge. It... Like Malachi, Malachi Castle big. Yeah. yeah um, maybe it's not Malachi Castle I'm thinking of, but it's one of those places. It's not like... It is. I think it's Mal- Malachi Castle. It has the like big, a massive... Gates and you drove and then we had picnic and playground with my mates in the park. Oh, that wasn't Malachi... Um, oh, that was. Oh my God, Kelly's gonna kill us for not knowing. This. Kelly, what is it, Texas? <laughs> uh, it's scary, it's scary, isn't it? Yeah, it was along the coastline anyway, because wherever we were, we could see the beach from there. Um, but I was reading up on the history of the place, and I think because of where we live now, learning the history of your own county is just, and definitely since we started on the podcast, and I start focusing a lot more on trying to get as many Irish episodes in as I could. It's amazing when we can actually go and visit places. Ardgillen Castle. Ardgillen Castle, fabulous place. You got a message there. I don't know who it was or what it was, but I was like, if that's Kelly, she <laughs> knew. Um, yeah, I love that we're able to actually go to the places that we've covered on the podcast don't get me wrong there are many many places that i would love to go to i'm dying to cover a place in new zealand but i also want to go to new zealand yeah well we have a floor to crash on we we do we do but i love being able to to cover places that we can actually like physically go and be like oh my god we're here i'm like i'm a total fangirl every time we go somewhere Mm-hmm. But I'm running out of places. <laughs> got her in the country, yeah. We're gonna have to stay gone. Well, we're gonna have to start we did making a... the monies and then we can go travelling. Yeah, I'd love to do it. I would absolutely love to do it. I think I'd kind of do a little bit more on TikTok or YouTube and do a lot of video footage as well. Um, because when we went to Spike Island, like we took a lot of pictures and I was able to do the episode, but it's not the same as what you can capture on video. No. And not everybody has the, the luxury of being able to go. So yeah. to be able to kind of give somebody a little insider. Like, that's why I watch people's videos. Anyway, I've waffled on. Uh, have you any characters for me? I just have one. There's only one character, really, the Banshee you yeah. have. The rest of them aren't famous characters. No. They're just, you know, their first role, first speaking gig. <laughs> so we don't know their names yet. But the they just rolled off Fair City. Yeah, well, yeah. Um, the, the Banshee is obviously Kathy Bates. It has to be Kathy Bates. Yeah. 
um, I would say that she would she put the fear of God in you mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I think it's crazy though I, I didn't know anything about a Pishogue but it, it's crazy that the, the item itself that they use as a talisman has absolutely no power whatsoever it's kind of like a reminder it's like it's like when you win a trophy the trophy has no power but yeah. it's like you know you're getting that's actually a really good way to put invigorated it invigorated by the fact that you've won this competition but instead this scary little what I would describe as a tall bunny with a bit of metal string around his neck is like you are on my hit list don't close your eyes the bunnies are coming for but you. that's it though it's it's just that the fear and that it's in that that it carries mm-hmm. it's like seeing this thing is scarier than the thing that could possibly like a happen like black dot on your hand if you're a poet oh I think that's actually just called the black dot I was actually going to try and figure out the name of it it's it's very black mirror Way, the, the way that it works it's like this thing's mm. not actually going to harm you it's not as if it's like Annabelle where it's going to crawl up and strangle you in your sleep mm. or anything it's like but I'm going to leave that where you can find it and as soon as you see it, you're going to know it's coming from me and there's a curse behind it and then you manifest this whole thing yourself mm. I think that's terrifying that mm. should, just gives me the heebie-jeebies will we finish up there? say your words perfect so thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I will, of course, include the links in the show notes. And if you have any questions on this or any other episode, our socials are What's the Story Ghost on Instagram and What's the Story Ghost at gmail.com if you have any personal stories you would like to share. And those are all my words. Exit jingle. Bye. Yeah, that's exactly what I thought oh, you were doing. I kind of broke into time of your life or something. <laughs> no, because I, I said day, week, or year. Yeah, yeah I knew yeah, exactly yeah, what you were. Look at us, we're on the same page. Sometimes we're not even on the same page. Or